Praise the Lord. Turn in your Bibles with me, please, to Hebrews chapter 11. I thought last Sunday I was going to conclude our series in faith, and the Lord stirred something in my heart, and so I'm going to do at least one more, and I'm, I'm not guaranteeing that this will be the last. I believe the Lord is calling us to be a church of faith, that He wants us to, to enter into a new season where as individuals and corporately, we are a church that is filled with faith. Faith to see miracles. Faith to see those that seem unsavable saved. Faith to see those that are living in bondage set free. Faith to walk with Jesus every day and be the light. Amen? So I want us to turn to Hebrews chapter 11 today. And I want to begin with verse 1 through 3. This is a very familiar passage of Scripture. Um, the first message we did on faith, we looked at this chapter and we talked about Abraham and Sarah and their faith. But today I want to look at, at the first three verses. And this is sometimes called the definition of faith. But it's not so much the definition of faith as it is a description of faith. And if, as we look at this chapter, you see the history of faith. From the beginning, there have been people that lived by faith. Amen? No matter what they faced, no matter what they encountered, they were people that believed God. They believed His Word. They they trusted in Him. And so we have a history of people, and I, that's why this chapter is so beloved by so many Christians. But I want to look at this chapter, beginning the first three verse, verses. So read along with me, beginning with verse 1, if you will. Now faith is the substance, everybody say substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Lord, just bless your word to our lives today. The word substance, what does that word mean? Well, I want to look at that word today, and I want to look at three different facets of, of that word and how it's used in Scripture to give us a better understanding of what that verse means and what the word substance means. In Greek, it's hypostasis. Hypostasis. And we're going to look at it's a compound word, and it was a word that was used for the foundation of a building, that it would come underneath is the idea, and it would be strength and confidence, and it would support everything else. That's the idea. It was used in that way. But I want us to, to look at some other things. It's, it's, uh, look at verse 2. For by it, faith, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. How many want a good testimony 
when, when people gather together and you've gone to be with Jesus and they're talking about your life, how many want to have a good testimony? Amen? Yesterday we were at, uh, downstairs at the fellowship for the Top of the Hill group. It's the last one for the year. And I was talking to them about legacy. About the legacy that you've been given and about the legacy that you leave. And that is so important. The older I get, the more focused I am on what legacy I want to leave my children and my grandchildren. And I'm thankful that in Psalm 89, it talks about David and how that David's life built up mercy for the generations that would follow him. And that's leaving a good testimony. Amen? That the life that we live builds up mercy. And, and one of the, the people that we looked at was Hezekiah. 305 years after the death of David, Scripture says Hezekiah, his descendant, was surrounded by the Assyrian army. 185,000 of them. And he was crying out to God. And God sends an angel and the angel wipes out the entire army, 185,000 of them. And then the Scripture says that God did this for His sake, and He uses this phrase, for my servant David's sake. 305 years after David's death, the life that he lived. David wasn't perfect, but church, David was a man after God's own heart. God's Word declares that. When he made a mistake and he was confronted, he would repent. He wanted to be right with God. And he had a heart for God and a heart for the things of God. And so his life stored up mercy that 305 years later, Hezekiah reaped the mercy of God being poured out in his life because of the life of his great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. That's the life I want to... That's living by faith. It gives a good testimony. It leaves a great report for the life that we live. And that's my prayer. That's what I want. Most of you know I've got two more grandbabies on the way. Praise the Lord. Misha's due in March and Jasper is due in May. Amen. And it, it, it's, a, it's a second miracle baby for them. And I, I think it's going to be a boy. I just, I just think so. I'm not prophesying, but I just think it's going to be a boy. You know why? Because I asked God for it. Because I said, Lord, I want another Michener that's going to carry on the gospel of Jesus Christ.
And not that my daughters don't. Both of them are involved in ministry. But they went and got married and they've got a different last name. I better get back or I'm going to get in trouble. Look at verse 1 again. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. There's three things I want us to see today. And it's important because in our culture, people think that faith is something that you escape into. That it's this happy place that you just imagine in your mind and it brings you comfort. Well, let, let me tell you, my faith does bring me comfort, comfort because my faith in the Lord brings His presence and His power and His glory. And He wraps His loving arms around me and comforts me and encourages me. My faith is in Him. And it's His presence that gives me that hope. It's His presence that gives me that comfort. So, I do receive comfort, but it's not some hope and expectation that's just out there that I'm dreaming up. Amen? It, faith is a specific function described in these words. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The Greek word there, hypostasis, means, listen, anything that is already in existence. Anything that is already in existence. So the idea there is that you may not see it yet, but God has already formed it. He's already fashioned He's fashioned it. He's created it. And it just hasn't appeared to you yet. That's faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So it's the existence of things not seen as yet. But faith reaches out in advance and believes God has already accomplished that thing. Are you with me? So we're looking for it, believing God for it, and now faith doesn't create it. God creates it. God brings it into existence. But it's the confidence that we know God loves us, He cares about us, and that He's promised to meet all of our needs. So we're looking, we're believing, God has already met the need, but it just hasn't appeared to me yet. You believe that? So we're moving towards it until we encounter it. The substance is there, and we're going to keep moving forward, keep believing God, keep pressing towards the mark of the goal of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And we're believing because we're pressing in towards Him, we're going to encounter what's already been fashioned for us. Now there's another facet of this, and that is that the things exist already right now but they're not necessarily good there there can be evil there is a whole theological system that will teach that sin isn't real that the devil isn't real that the demons aren't real that evil doesn't exist 
They say, well, clear your mind and just think positive. And then all those negative things are going to go away. Now, if you've lived very many years in this world, you know that's ridiculous. But ever so often, you'll hear some theological system that will come with that idea. And there's an old joke that, that I really think is humorous, and I'm going to share that with you. There were two men, and they, they came across one another, encountered one another, they knew one another, they knew one another's family, and the, the one guy looked at the other guy and he said, well, how's your dad doing? He knew his dad was still alive, and the guy said, well, he's, he's not doing good at all. He's, he's been really sick, and... and He's just not good at all. And the guy goes, oh, he's not sick. Tell him he just needs to think positive. He needs to think positive and that sickness will be gone. Just think healthy and it'll be gone. So the guy kind of said, oh, sure, okay. So they went and they, they saw each other about a week later and the same two guys come and the, the same guy's there and he says, well, how's your dad doing this week? And he said, well, he's not doing too good. What? Didn't he think positive? No, he thinks he's dead. Dave liked it. He's, he's chuckling. <laughs> Evil exists. Sin exists. Amen? You don't have to look very far to see evil in our world. And church, you're not going to get rid of the evil by running around and just saying, I think positive, I think positive. Sin doesn't exist. The devil doesn't exist. That's not what it's talking about. The substance is believing and understanding. Yes, God creates and He brings things into existence. They're already formed. They're already fashioned for you. And you've got faith, knowing and expecting you're going to encounter them. They're going to appear in your life one day. But it's not saying those evil things, those heart hurtful things, those painful things don't exist. They exist as well. That's, that's, that's another way that this word was used. So it can be positive and it can be negative. But church, this is the way I think positive. Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all these things are going to be added unto you. Amen? I believe God. I believe His Word. I live for Him. And everything is going to be all right. Because He's in control. He's on the throne. That's, that's what I call positive thinking. Let's look at verse 3 again. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So God spoke the world into existence, the universe into existence. And the same verb is used by Jesus when he says John, in John 15 and 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. 
It's the Greek word genomai. Genomai. And it means to bring into existence from nothing. Faith believes that God can bring things into existence from nothing. And you and I are examples of that. He brought us into his kingdom. He brought us into new life in Jesus Christ. And when we were dead in our trespasses and sin, he still will open doors of possibility for you. Amen? He, he will still create what you need to meet the needs that you have. That's awesome, church. That's amazing. Jesus says, if you ask for anything in my name, if it doesn't exist and it's in the Father's will, then I will create it. I love that. How many need God to create attitudes? Uh, I'm not going to say anything else. How about relationships that don't exist? How about open doors of possibilities that don't exist? How about healings that don't exist? And the list goes on. And faith faces these things that do already exist, the things that are wrong, the things that are evil, the things that are tough, the things that are distractive, the things that are painful. And we face those things with a reality and a substance that is greater than any of those things we face. I love Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Everybody say that. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen? It doesn't deny the weapon exists. And it doesn't say, don't think about the weapon and it'll just go. It says, no matter how great that weapon is that the enemy has formed against you, there is someone greater that will create whatever you need that that weapon will not come against you. It's not going to prosper. It's not going to accomplish what the enemy wants it to because there is something greater. Faith says, my God is able and I'm going to encounter those things with the substance of heaven that is greater than the substance of hell. So in the exercise of faith, we're dealing with the present reality around us being confronted by another and more powerful reality. How many like that idea? Secondly, the word uh, stasis is used in, for rebellion or uprising in Luke chapter 23 and 19. In other words, faith resists what's coming against you. Faith resists. Now, I'm not saying that faith is rebellious because a true heart of faith is totally surrendered to Jesus and His Word and His will. Amen? But the way this word is used, stasis, in Luke there, it speaks of rebellion. In other words, we're going to rebel against the enemy. We're going to rebel against sickness. We're going to rebel against disease. We're going to rebel 
against the things that are not best, that are not what God has for us. So if you've ever wanted to be rebellious, here's your chance. I want to illustrate this. Do we have any Star Wars fans here today? Oh, a couple of, some of you are afraid to admit it. I'm talking about the old ones, the original ones, the ones that were made back when I was a kid. Well, in that, in that film series, Darth Vader and his group, the Empire, they're what? They're the bad guys. Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia, Han Solo, Chewie. Don't forget Chewie. I relate to him most of all. They're the good guys. But in the film, they're called what? The Rebellion. And that's a picture of us. The world may say we're in rebellion, but we're fighting for what's right. We're standing against the evil. We're going to push back the darkness in Jesus' name. We're going to call upon the substance of heaven to come and overcome the substance of the enemy. That's faith. You like that? So we need to understand that faith is warfare. Faith is a battle. You don't just get saved one day and then kind of cruise through the rest of your life. You suit up in the full armor of God. And every day you get up ready to engage the enemy by faith. And say, my God's greater. So faith is appropriation of God's blessing to counterman the curse that came because of man's sin. Faith is a battle. So faith has to do with people who fashion things that stand different from what exists with a greater reality that will overcome it. And they stand in the position in holy rebellion until they see the victory over the evil empire. How many like that? That's what the Scripture's speaking about in Matthew chapter 16 and 18. Jesus said, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In the, in the original language, it means that on heaven's side, it has already been done. It is already accomplished. And it's up to us to receive it, to have faith, to say it's already formed, it's already fashioned. And Lord, I'm believing that it's going to appear. It's going to come. I'm going to encounter it. The third way this word is used is stasis is, is for discord. And it's used in Acts chapter 24, verse 5. For we have found this man a plague, a creator of dissension among all the Jews throughout the world and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. It was religionists that had encountered Paul and they were upset 
or he, in this discussion with him, and he was confronting them about dead and dry religion. And he was saying, I'm not going to allow dead and dry religion to hinder what God desires to do. Should that be our stance today? The idea here is of discord. Discord, if I had a musician up here, they could play discord. It's not enjoyable. It doesn't sound good. Right? The notes don't blend together well. And Paul is saying, as Christians, we're going to come with a new song. We're going to come with a song of faith. We're going to come with a melody that is greater than the discord of this world. We're going to draw the line we discern between the two and we choose God. We choose faith in Him, the substance of what God has for us. And so we're going to bring that melody. We're going to come against the kingdom of darkness with the kingdom of light. And we've got a song down deep in our heart. It's a song of faith. And it may sound like discord to the world, but to God, it's a heavenly melody. Oh, somebody ought to be happy about that. The worship team should have stood up and clapped and shouted at that. I love that. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Now the violence of the kingdom and God's people is not walking out into the streets and mowing down anybody that doesn't believe like we do. But it's standing against the violence of the enemy. It's standing against the darkness. It's coming in with a song that is a beautiful melody of heaven that rises up within us because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And the world hears that melody and they want to know that melody. They want to experience that melody. So we're in a battle. And we're going to push back the darkness. And in the midst of all the turmoil and the struggles of life, church, you and I have a melody in our heart. Right? In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody with heaven's harmony. Most of you are too old to know that song. I grew up with that song. And I sing it for melody because it irritates her every time I do it. I don't know about you, but I've got a melody, a genuine melody in my heart and in my life. I I can discern between what is the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. I I know that I'm going to push back the kingdom of darkness because I have that faith, that melody in my life. And wherever I go, I'm going to let that melody of heaven go forth and impact those around me. I want to bring them in where they're joining me in that heavenly chorus and we're coming against the discord of the world and their world begins to experience the melody of heaven. And that's what I'm planning on doing in in, uh, 
Pakistan. A week from tomorrow, we're going to leave. And I want you to be praying. And I'm going to send out Facebook messages and tell you when we're doing the crusades and when we're doing the conferences. And some of you might not want to get up and pray because it's probably going to be in the middle of the night here. But pray. When you wake up, pray. When you go to bed, pray. Because I want to take the melody of heaven into the discord of the world and see Pakistan impacted for Christ. Amen. So to sum up the three things we've talked about, faith is these things. It's the substance of the things that we're anticipating. The substance that makes things solid and greater than the things that resist us now. Faith stands in a posture that is counterculture to the world mindset. In a real conviction that we are different than the world order. And we're not going to live that way. Faith is that song in our soul that leads you day by day discerning the difference between what is fruitful and what is not. How many want to have faith like that? I want you to stand with me and I want the worship team to come. I want to ask you a question. If God's Word was still being written today, how many want to live a life that your name would be written in the 11th chapter of Hebrews. Amen. That's been my prayer for years. Years. When I first went into the ministry, that that thought came into my, my heart. And I just began to pray, Lord, if you were still writing your word, I want to be one of those faith people. I want to be one of those people that has a good report because of my faith. Amen? The only, the only bad thing is that all of those people failed and all their failures are in God's Word too. I don't, I don't want that part. But I would love to be in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, wouldn't you? I want you to bow your heads right now and I want you to pray with me. And while your heads are bowed and you're praying, I'm going to ask our prayer team to take their places in the front and in the back of the auditorium. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things unseen. Lord, I just pray that this simple verse would come alive in every heart. All those that are watching on Abundant Life TV or on our stream today. Lord, let this verse come alive in their hearts and lives. Lord, I pray for faith in every heart and in every life. The faith that we've talked about. Lord, faith that anticipates the need being met. 
Faith that's ready to fight the battle. Faith that's not going to give in. Faith where the melody of heaven just fills your heart and life. Lord, give us this kind of faith. Let us be known as a church of faith. And Lord, as we... Lord, there's those watching right now that need a miracle. There are those that watching right now that, Lord, they don't have access. They don't have access, Lord, to medical doctors or hospitals. They're, they're basically on their own or they can't afford it. And, Lord, I just pray that faith would begin to arise in their hearts and lives right now. And if they haven't committed their heart and life to Jesus, that right now they would say yes to Jesus Christ. That they would welcome you into their hearts and lives to be their Lord and Savior. And Lord, whatever miracle they need right now, Lord, that family that's being torn apart, Lord, that person that's struggling with drugs and alcohol, Lord, whatever it is, Lord, we just ask you right now to set them free. That they would receive their freedom by placing their faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you today. Lord, let that faith rise within us. In Jesus' mighty name. If you have a need, we're going to take just a minute. We have ladies at the front, couples at the back. If you have a prayer need, please find your way to one of these prayer team members and they want to pray with you before we close today. Mitch is going to lead us in a chorus, so just let that melody of faith begin to rise up in your heart. joining us today we look forward to connecting with you next time and don't forget you can support us by giving through the church center app or by going online at summitwc.com give